Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining us. This week, we're chopping it up with Christian and Jake of the progressive rock band Pelennium. With an intelligent, conceptual approach to their music, these guys are telling epic stories to their art. We're going to listen now to one of those stories. This is Pelennium's song, Skies of Avalon.
Ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard were the sounds of Polenium. That song was called Skies of Avalon, and oh my God, that was an epic song, fellas. Thank you. <laughs> we kind of meant it to be. <laughs> it feels like that song takes you on a journey. Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Jake? Uh, it's just a great song. Just the twists and turns that a lot of Polenium songs take. Uh, that one is especially one of our favorites. Kind of reminiscent of some Mars Volta for me. I don't know if you guys know about Mars Volta, but that's kind of the vibe I was getting off of that. Okay. Hey, that's a that's a new one for us, but we'll take it. <laughs> Check them out. C-Dub, my wife, C-Dub, that's one of her favorite bands. She loves them. They're, they're awesome. But just all of the different sounds that you've got in there, the different twists and turns you take is very reminiscent of their music. So it's very good stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Well done, gentlemen, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> we got you. you. Thank you. So we're talking to Christian Justice and Jake Valentine of Polenium, two-thirds of the mix. Am I correct? That's correct. And you guys are from Hendersonville, correct? Um, I'm I'm based out of Hendersonville, and but the band is really based out of um, – Pisgah Forest, North Carolina, which is um, not too far from Hendersonville, there in Transylvania County, close to Brevard. How fitting! You're Pisgah Forest, Transylvania County. Like you, there's all these layers here to you guys that are <laughs> telling this story. And and truth be told, you are a, a concept band, right? Yes, uh, more or less. Um, we um, we kind of consider our, ourselves mystical semi-progressive rock with a metal edge um, with one foot in both the rock world and the metal world and just almost everything in between i think um it's a good variety in our sound yeah i i agree um i had a chance to see these gentlemen play live not too long ago and it was a very very fun show you guys do have a you have a good stage presence you do have that storytelling ability in your songs and um, if you don't know, these guys have been putting together videos and you're almost telling this one long story with these songs through these videos, right? You want to talk a little bit about that story? Jake, you want me to or you want I, to? I think you should probably take this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the song that started it all basically um, when the band first came together a little over two years ago was uh, the, Way of, the Way of Kings. And uh, it developed into an epic saga 
um, that's going to probably span across three songs. Um, we have the first part, The Way of Kings, and part two, Blood and Honor. Both of those are out on all digital major digital platforms for everybody to stream or we'll download. To, we'll get to that. <laughs> gotcha. And um, so part three has not been written yet, uh, not been put together with the band or recorded. And then we also have another concept going on, uh, which started with the music video that we recently shot, uh, Second Sun Eclipse, The Order. Uh, we had a couple actors come in and do the, the story part of the video and then we had some, you know, live shots at a local venue up there. But um, that is a concept of probably will span about five or six songs. And that's a, it's basically a love story. Uh, there's, there's, you know, good versus evil and uh, just uh, good drama in it. And How very Cade and Cambria of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another reference we haven't heard yet, but now I'm more familiar with Coheed and Camry than I am Mars Volta. So, <laughs> well, I'm paying you compliments. So. Oh, I, absolutely, we get. I, 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 you know, I'm one of those people that do enjoy the concept album, um, you know, approach to music. I think that it takes a special kind of creativity to be able to put together a cohesive story through song that way from start to finish. And a lot of bands have have tried it and not pulled it off. A lot of bands have tried it and pulled it off. And, you know, it's always really cool when you can say, hey, there's this piece of art. We have these songs, but these songs tell this one long epic story. I just, it just takes, a lot of creativity goes into that. And my hat's off to you for taking that approach to it because that is not easy to do. Absolutely uh, not. Um, but we enjoy it. And once we get a, you know, a finished product, uh, I think we kind of both look back and say, hey, that was worth it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, yeah. so yeah, so you guys started in 2019, right? January 2019. You two are the nucleus of this band, right? Yes. I guess you would say yes, yeah. correct. Now, how did you two meet each other? Well, um, I can probably check yeah, that Yeah, go ahead. Um, I live in the Brevard area, and we actually rehearse at my house uh, in Pistol Forest, which is a stone's throw away from uh, Brevard. And local musician, uh, John Trufant, who's an absolutely incredible blues guitarist in the area, um, I guess Christian might have contacted him, and I had kind of some open jams with him from time to time, and he thought that it would be a good idea if we two got together. So he kind of passed me information along, and I've got to thank John for kind of starting Polinium. You know, we met in town. And so John saw that the two of you would be a good pairing. He listened to, I think, some of the music, and he just could hear sort of my guitar sound in Polinium. Uh, and that's sort of the, the genesis of this band. So were you, Christian, were you looking to start a band at the time? I was. Um, I, well, I was looking for an outlet to uh, for some creative writing uh, ideas that I had for lyrical stories and to put them to music. And uh, my current, you know, vehicle at the time was 28 Pages, and it was more of a cover band playing out in, you know, the... A bar scene and I just didn't I wanted something different another vehicle to kind of move that forward and Polinium actually ended up becoming that and it, it really was m mostly intended as a studio writing project but later became more of a uh, a live project as well and uh, after playing you know uh, Avalon Metal Fest that kind of just was more evidence that we needed that um yeah, this is a good live show 
uh, project as well. So how did how did you go from the two of you jamming, you know, putting these stories together? How, how did you become a full band? Because there's another member of the band who's not here today. So let's give a shout out to. Well, um, actually, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. We're, we're kind of in the process of going through a um, personnel lineup change. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it's a positive thing. Don't tell me. Are you looking for a drummer? Uh, no, actually, we... <laughs> I don't know if you listen to the show or not, but that's a recurring theme on yeah, the show. Exactly. Everyone needs a drummer. Exactly. Um, I could almost write a, a book on drummers alone, of all the experiences I've had over the years. But, no, we love them. Uh, you know, drummers are, uh, you know, they're necessary for music like this. And um, we've already uh, acquired and secured another uh, talented drummer in the area that's uh, going to be coming in starting rehearsing with us next week, actually. Rock and roll. And uh, I do want to shout out to him. That's Jacob Whiteside, and uh, he's in the Spartanburg area. I want to give him a uh, a shout out. Yeah, Jacob and Jake we're going to have in the band. So this this new drummer, were you able to find him through the same type of network that you found each other, or where did you find this drummer at? Uh, No, actually he came um, through a different line of networking that I had – through a musician in the Hendersonville area named Paul Lyford that I've known for a long time. And he, um, he threw out some drummer names to me and Jacob was at the top of the list. We saw mm-hmm. a, Jake and I saw a video of Jacob playing uh, last year with his old band and they were covering some rush. And I think that did it for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a guy keeping up with the Neil Peart's, uh Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, well, and he, he actually knew we were coming here tonight to do this, and he was excited for us. And he's all, he's real excited about coming into the project and the band. Um, he hasn't played in over a year, so he's really gung-ho about it. A, a, a lot of people are excited about doing live music right now. I'm yeah. sure COVID really ruined a lot of bands out there that had some momentum. And you guys are fortunate in that you're kind of – you know, you had that – you started in 2019. You were kind of getting going – and you had this time during COVID to really put together these stories, right? Like it's almost as if the it benefited the the goal that you're that you've set for yourself. Yeah, it kind of did. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not joking when I tell people that um, the way of kings that one song alone was was really a year in the making. It really actually was. Yeah. From from putting it together with the band, writing, finishing it. I mean, it really took the better part of a year. Some songs happen in five minutes. Some songs take five years. <laughs> yeah, it seems that the later songs here lately have been taking uh, not as long. I would say that. <laughs> well, it, it's it's great. Like when you get together with some musicians that are like minded, and you've kind of got these same type of ideas of how you want to write music, things can come together really fast. You know, it's usually after you see success that stuff falls apart for bands like that. So that's that's true. Yeah. You're always uh, you know a little bit leery of stuff like that. But I gotta say, man, I really like what you guys are doing. I really like what you're going for. In fact, when I came to see you guys, there was one song in particular that stood out to me that I really I'm I'm glad that you're here that we can talk about this because I really <laughs> want to get the story behind your song Ten Degree Difference. And for those that are listening. I, this is how big of an asshole I am. I reached out to Christian. I was like, hey, I really like that song you did, 10 Degree Difference, but why don't you call it a difference of 10 degrees? 
And you know, here I am trying to fucking produce this guy that I don't even know. So uh, don't don't make no mistake about it. I know that was a total jerk move, but I, just for some reason in my head. But then, Christian, I'll let you explain it as to why it's been written that way and, and why it sounds so good live. Well, uh, I don't exactly remember how 10 degree difference came about that much, uh, other than the fact that uh, I think I was feeling down and out about the whole pandemic and the way the world was just, you know, in such a depression mode last year. And, um, you know, that song really, it can be anybody that's had anything bad happen to them in life, um, regardless of the lyrics in the song, because it's a straight up revenge song. It's about revenge. Um, and you and the listener can take that however they want it, uh, in the lightest way or the most extreme way. It's for the guys that have been. It's for the guys and the gals that have been stomped on and walked on in life for no reason by the jerks in life. Um, that song goes out for those people, and um, I think the song turned out um, really well and even better than we had first hoped. And it actually became a, a band favorite. Um, and there was no doubt in our minds that it had to go on the set list for Avalon Metal Fest. And it, it looks like it got a great reaction, too. I, I'm t- it was my favorite <laughs> song of your set, that, n- without question. It was, it was, I was very, very entertained by that song. So I appreciate well it. Well done. I can't wait till you guys get that recorded and put out there for yeah. the rest of the world to see. And while we're talking about that, now let's talk about how people can find your music. Because you guys are doing all of the legwork, the hard work that bands have to do to get your, get your music out there. You're on Bandcamp, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're on Twitch, you're on YouTube, you're on Spotify, and then there's this new platform <laughs> that you're a part of that I had never heard of until you told me about it, so you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, it's this new platform. It's not really new. It's, um, it's very similar to uh, TikTok, but it's called Likey. And it's L-I-K-E-E. And how we got introduced to it was um, we recently came in contact. um, Well, actually, we were contacted by LCA Talent Agency um, wanting to recruit us as one of their artists uh, to work with. And uh, they're just a great bunch of people. They they consist of three people. One's in the Nashville area, one's in Vermont, and one's in Canada. And... um, they use specifically Likey and WhatsApp um, to run their company and talk talk to their clients and their artists and to promote. And um, we've I've tried to play with it over the last week and try to get used to it, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I don't quite know all about it yet and how it works, but uh, uh, I think Jake and I are we're about to find out here once we get rolling with Jacob in the band. So. So LCA agency is a talent agency or mm-hmm. a produ- production company? They're a talent agency. Um, they do um, they do bands, they do uh, solo artists, and I think they do um, DJs and actors as well. Now, are you guys getting? Are you have you signed a deal with them? Or are you thinking about signing a deal with them? Where are you at with that? Um, no, we don't have to sign a deal with them. They they don't get paid until we get paid. Okay. Um, so it's like they already have a list of venues and festivals that I've put them to work on for the rest of this year and then going into next year. And um, 
so they're they're on the horn doing that talking to those places and hopefully going to get us those into those venues and festivals and there's you know there's a plan to do a little tour next year hopefully it'll come about oh yeah um uh, we're gonna go hopefully out. Jake to- sounds excited about that. <laughs> he is, man. Yeah. Let's let's let, hey, so Jake. Let's talk. Let's talk about Jake for a minute. Absolutely. So, so, so give me give me your story, Jake. How did you end up? Are you from Brev- the Brevard area? So, um, how did you I learn how to play I, music? I, I'm a native of North Carolina. I grew up in a little town called Garner, North Carolina, which is oh, that's up near uh, Raleigh. Yeah, just yeah. it kind of runs into Raleigh now. And as a teenager, I sort of caught the music bug. Uh, real bad and got into guitar playing like a lot of us do. And, you know, my early 20s, I was in a few bands. I uh, kind of did a world tour of my college days and ended up in Wilmington, North Carolina for years. And I was in a couple of bands there. And just as time goes by and, and your life changes, I put music kind of on the back burner. Uh, and then a job opportunity led me to Brevard. And this was 2013. And Brevard is a really special place um, musically. There is just so many just wonderfully talented musicians of all different genres everywhere you look. And I really feel like that community kind of took me in and got me sort of reinvigorated about playing music again. I ended up working at a, a music venue slash brewery called 185 King Street, which offered uh, an open jam on Sundays. And, you know, just dragged Les Paul out there and started playing again. And that's how... Fell right back in love, huh? Fell right back in love mm-hmm. and just got immersed in that community my style is a lot different than a lot of people um but it does fit i think well with what polonium's trying to do and it's just really um who influenced you, know, you to pick up a guitar back in like you she talked about in your oh, early 20s man yeah. we're gonna go back to the probably slash and jimmy page you know that that's where it comes from just uh listening to those guys and wanting to make those sounds come out of speakers you know nice. was, i like uh, the way you said that just kind of drawn to music you know, and uh, just with me and Christian, I think we work really well together. He is our songwriter and has a broad kind of idea of the song and will play these wonderful melodic parts on bass that I can sort of translate into guitar. And it's just been a real special uh, musical relationship. And it has been that way probably since we first got into a room together and played music. And uh, That's beautiful. That it really together. is. That's moving. Yeah. Christian, Christian, what about you? What what inspired you to pick up a, a, a bass and start plucking away? Well, um, actually, if you want to know the truth about it, it goes way back to before uh, when I was a teenager. My parents had a professional band. They traveled around to 27 states, toured professionally in a top 40 band. Well, they didn't have problems with drummers. Because my mother was the drummer, and my father was the guitarist keyboardist. They always had problems with bass players. <laughs> so, I see where this is going. Yeah. So in school, I, uh, you know, I played trombone and tuba and sousaphone. So the natural transgression was over to the bass guitar. And, um, of course, my parents were like, hey, you know, we need a bass player. You know, we need, you need to learn bass and come play with us. And uh, it kind of... Uh, developed that way and then it also uh, I wanted to kind of branch off and do my own thing but my first paying professional gig was at 17 um, playing with mom and dad uh, you're a spoiled man <laughs> <laughs> I am and it's in the it, it you know it's there's no joke uh, about it being in the blood it is 
That's that couldn't be more true. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just born with it, and yeah. But some people, it it is in their blood. Right. right. It can you can tell the way you guys talk about music, the way you guys play on stage, the way you guys write songs. It's it's very clear that you have to do this to live. In order to be a a, a happy individual, you need to you need this outlet to survive. Uh, yeah, I definitely. I, I need an art. We definitely need the artistic outlet to express ourselves and not keep it all bottled up. And just you know, um, art is meant to be expressed. Music is a form of art, so it needs to be expressed. That's for sure. I think we spend so much of our lives um, just trying to to go to work, to pay bills. Um, the only thing I'm really truly fascinated by and gets me going is playing music. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel that so hard. I mean, I, I feel it so much that, you know, I'm in this situation I'm in trying to get this venue open. Like, I, you know, I, I spent, not not to make any of this about me, but just just to, to bring, to drive the point home, I'll say this. You know, I professionally, I, I, I was trained as a chef, and I worked in that industry for a couple of decades. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. But it did not fulfill me. Right. I needed something. I needed a creative outlet that that really spoke to my soul. You know, it, it became a situation where I was going through the motions every day. Right. You know what I mean? Just you know, you're doing this. You know, it might be a little different from time to time, but you're doing the same thing over and over again. And that's okay if you're doing something you love. But I didn't love it the way that I love art, and that's while we're here now with the rooster is, you know, I needed a challenge that put me in a situation where I could be surrounded by art and artistic people. I need that in my life. So you, 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 you are absolutely right that you have to find a way to, to get this, you know, I call it your demons, you know, whatever you want to say, whatever's inside of you that you need to get out, you know, you gotta, you gotta find that outlet. So you know, I just I just love that we've been fortunate enough to make relationships with people like yourselves who are artistic people who know how to write music that we can lean on, you know, and bring and bring to the forefront because my whole goal with this is to give these give artists like yourself a chance to shine. And you know, get give and give people like myself who aren't that good at art but love it a chance to enjoy it. So so that you know, that's that's kinda how we got here. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Yeah. Sorry, I get off my soapbox. Well, I get it too. I, I bartend for a living, and I've done it for a lifetime. And I, I do enjoy it. There's a lot of times, and I've spent a lot of time working in a restaurant and music venues, all, all different types. Um, but it is, like you say, it's it's not your, your passion. And you got to kind of follow that. Or yeah. You're, you're not really living yeah, I feel like the I feel like the world would be a much better place if people were taught how to follow their dream, follow their passion more so than you know, learn this and collect a check. Right. You know, exactly. Speaking of collecting checks, <laughs> how, so so where are you guys at in terms of like how close are you to putting together like a full length album that you can put out and start promoting and, and get on tour? Um, actually, uh, as soon as we can work that new drummer in <laughs> we could potentially do that we haven't really talked about doing a full-length album um we've released four songs you know worldwide so far and um i don't i don't know if that's a possibility we certainly need to discuss it you know if we can do a full album and we've got enough material 
for sure. I think we're maybe looking at probably doing a couple of songs in the studio here at some point soon and putting them out. Like a couple of ones that were yeah. a little more sort of all there. Um, yeah. Now, do you guys ever cover songs when you play live? We haven't yet. Um, that has been discussed. And um, we have two or three co- that we were kind of eyeing um, to do. So uh, that's a possibility as well. I'm always intrigued by what songs original artists choose to cover. Because we, we love like look, we love cover bands, right? Cover bands are awesome. Cover bands bring a party, right? You know, they get people moving. Because, you know, the truth be told, when most people go out to a bar to see some live music, they want to sing along, right? right. You know, and we're kind of coming at it from a different angle. We're like, why don't you come check this out? You may just love this more than you know, what you're hearing on the radio. So we love cover bands, but we really want to highlight original artists. But I do love to hear what original artists like to play because it does give you that. It says a lot about who you are when, when you do make your own thing and then you decide to play someone else's music. It, it says a lot about you. Well, uh, one, the top one that we were looking at, and I'll just, I'll just go ahead and, you know, name it. Um, one of our, uh, influences from the 60s and 70s, and we were going to look at covering The Wizard by Uriah Heep. Oh, wow. I don't know if it'll make the cut for a live set. We'll just have to wait and see. What about you, Jake? What's 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 the one that you want to... You know, we hadn't worked it up, but I sort of discussed it with a band. I absolutely love Led Zeppelin, and I, I think I want to do Nobody's Fault But Mine. Nice. I love that song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Awesome. So you guys are streaming this interview now on this Likey app. We are. I finally figured out how to start it. I started it late, but um, uh, there is is some action on the screen there. So, hey, guys, we're live with the Rooster Radio. Hello, everybody. You can't see me, but you and you probably can't hear me. (laughs) But I think it's cool. And it's important. You know, we could we could talk. We can pontificate about how important it is to get involved on social media as much as a person like me can't stand how much control social media has in our lives. If you are doing anything artistic or if you're in any kind of business, it is an absolute necessary evil. And how have you guys been able to use social media to get the word about word out about your band? Well, uh, we first uh, the first platform we used, of course, was Facebook. Uh, you know, everybody creates a, a Facebook page, and um, from there it stemmed into Instagram. I got talked into uh, creating a Twitter account for the band. Uh, probably. probably <laughs> I hate Twitter so much. <laughs> I know. I haven't. I haven't. We haven't actually put anything new on there. Um, I might've put something on there today and for the first time in about four months, but we almost need somebody to manage all of them for us. It's, you know, it's just getting to be, uh, so many of them going on and it can be a full-time job, man. Yeah, social it sh- media. certainly can. Um, likey seems to be uh, very, uh, artist friendly and, you know, we have our YouTube channel and our Instagram page, uh, linked to it. Um, so that's good. Um, as far as Facebook, it's not linked to it yet, but, um, yeah, it's just a necessary, I don't want to say evil. Um, oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely a necessary evil. <laughs> it, it is. Um, and Facebook, um, I mean, it, it, it does its job, but 
they when you make an event on Facebook for your concerts now, um, what type of event it is, music is not even a selection anymore. So the closest one to that you have to choose is art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I mean, we've even. I mean, we're not even open yet, and we've already seen the you know the consequences of trying to promote on there. It's, you know, if you're not giving them money, you're getting buried. You really do need a network of people, and that's the reason why I bring it up. Because it's really important for people, you know, if, if, if for local bands, it's it's very important that the people who patronize these bands who want to hear their music, that, you know, you get involved on that social media level. You like, you share, you talk about, you tag and all that, because that's how you, you have to organically get the word out, because if, if, if it's not happening that way, you have to spend money mm-hmm. for, you know, sponsored content, and I don't know about you, but when I'm you know, scrolling through and I see sponsored, I just keep scrolling. I, I just mm-hmm. don't, I, I don't want to give them the satisfaction of my interaction with that post. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got you. I totally understand that. I'm such a rebel. <laughs> That's okay. Modern day rebel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fighting a good fight over here. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's let's on. let's talk uh, before we wrap it up, man. Let's talk about what's next for Palladium. You said you're looking at touring. How far out are we from a tour, and how far out are you trying to travel? Well, uh, for the rest of this year, um, we're going to play within a one to three hour radius of Western North Carolina. Um, just trying to build up uh, a following, you know, more of a following there, and then we will branch out uh, the first of next year, and then. I've got contacts um, that I'm working with across Tennessee, Arkansas, and Oklahoma, and we're going to at least attempt to do this next year, uh, do like a seven- to eight-day tour out to Oklahoma City and then come back. I would do that in the winter. In the winter? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It may not be possible in the winter, but I want to get it done by May or June of next year for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So, and... um, so that's that's the the big tour step, I guess, for us. And then, as Jake pointed out earlier, uh, uh, in the meantime, um, you know, working in Jacob on drums and getting a set list back up, and going in the studio and recording a couple of songs later this year. I'm very excited about the like a whole concept album come out from you guys, like just a whole story being told through song. I mean, they are some of my favorite albums to listen to. It's no secret on this show. People that listen to this show know that I'm probably the biggest Pink Floyd fan on the on, on the plant on the planet. Awesome. And you know they they're I mean in my opinion they pretty much started concept albums. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I, I can't think of anyone before that wrote a concept album. You know, and they did yeah. it a few times. You know, they did Shine on You Crazy Diamond. They did The Wall. They did Dark Side of the Moon. These were all concept albums that this band put together. And uh, I love it. I fell in love with it way back when, when I first started getting into music, and I still love it to this day. So I got to say, I can't wait to hear what Palenium puts out and what story you're trying to tell. Well, thank you. Um, we've, got some, we've got some good ones on the plate, um, and we've got a lot of good standalone songs, too, that are coming out. They're going to be coming into the mix. So. Well, tell people where to go to listen to what's out there. They can go to our YouTube channel. If they just go to YouTube and type in Palenium, P-A-L-E-N-I-U-M, uh, our channel will come up. And we're actually running a contest right now on there, um, pushing the video for the order. Uh, we're up to about 700 and... Some change on that. Yeah, 700 and change on that views. 
So what we're doing is the thousandth, the thousandth viewer of that video or our 100th subscriber will win a free t-shirt. I'm glad you brought up t-shirts because I was just about to say <laughs> you also have a merch store. So tell people where, because they do have, you got some really cool designs on your shirts. And uh, I, I must say thank you very much. I love this shirt. That oh, I, was, I was actually given the choice, so I got to pick the one I wanted. You did. So thank you for that. But uh, tell people about your merch store and where they can find that stuff. Yes, we uh, have an online merch store. Uh, stuff can be ordered, and it'll, came, it'll come directly to your front door. And the links for that are in the About section on our Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah. And it's through Teespring. And uh, real easy to order and safe and secure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Christian Justice and Jake Valentine of Polenium. I got to say, fellas, first of all, thank you very, very much for doing this. I'm very honored that you would make the trek down here to talk to me. Oh, thank, thank you. And, oh, thank and, you, Mike. And I wish you the best of luck. We can't wait to get you on our stage. I'm, I'm very excited wait. about that show. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, go to these guys' social medias. Check out Likey. Check out their Instagram and their Facebook. Give them a like. Give them a follow on YouTube. Check out that video. You might just get a free T-shirt. Yep, and we're on all major digital platforms. Spotify, Amazon, we're on all of them. Deezer, you name it, we're on there. Awesome. Thanks again, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Rooster Radio. Yeah.